we've got another episode of Vital Doc Talk with Dr. Kate Kelly. Um, and Dr. Kate is an awesome person because she doesn't, number one, of her experience, and number two, she doesn't just uh, run one facility. She's done it all, ladies and gentlemen. Like, she started her practice, she's grown it, et cetera. Dr. Kate, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Vlad. Thanks awesome. For me. A pleasure. The pleasure is mine, and I'm uh, very happy you watched an episode. That was the first time somebody said, oh, I watched that. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> um, so why don't you tell, tell me, though, a little bit about your background and, and, and the audience as well. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so my background is actually in um, shoe product development. So before I became a chiropractor, I worked uh, for a well-known shoe company designing um, footwear. I learned mm -hmm. a lot about foot and gait, and I actually was an athlete um, and wasn't sure where I wanted to head in life. Did some coaching, didn't work out. Um, ended up landing in a chiropractic office and was kind of um, – inspired by that chiropractor and she suggested I go back to school. So I went back to school at a, kind of a later age um, and I've been in practice now for 13 years. Um, I've got three locations with um, a total of four docs working out of there. Uh, we have one location downtown Boston, um, another one in a suburb of Boston and then one in a uh, treadmill running studio in downtown Boston. And you are living you were living the dream because a lot of doctors right out there especially the solo ones that just started maybe first year maybe even fifth year in the game they have not gotten to that level yet where you own three locations four doctors working under you that's kind of like especially people that want to expand that's what they want to get into um so i have to tip my hat to that um why real quick right since since this is for doctors and, and they everybody wants to grow what were your tips? What were the little gems that you came along the way that you felt like are critical to growing from, hey, I just started to now I've got four doctors working under me in three locations? Um, kind of like um, you have said in your podcast, I have remained in communication with a lot of what I call bright connections. Um, so I really would kind of nourish those relationships, thinking in the back of my head, kind of putting them in my Rolodex, feeling like in five years, three years, I'm going to reach out to this person, whether that person was kind of an administrative person or whether it was a doc that I might be interested in the future. Um, really picking the right people for your business um, that are willing to expand with you and have the right mindset. So really specifically picking special people that want, that I want to invest in and that they want to invest in building it with me was kind of key. That's fan I mean, this is gold, you know, I'm sorry to, to, to veer through the questions we have prepared, but th these are some, this is a really interesting, unique thing. I, I think um, you present, which is you've been there and you've built that up, you know? Um, so when you look for somebody that is going to be a partner, do you have specific questions or traits you look for, um, for to be a bright connection? You know, yeah. do you have a, a you know, yeah. Um, listening skills, <laughs> integrity. Um, usually somebody, a doc who tends to, when they're stumped in the treatment room, will go home and study for four hours so that then when they come back to that patient the next week, they have armed themselves with resources rather than trying the same thing over. They have expanded their brain and reached out, tried to read papers to come back. So people who have a thirst for knowledge and who are great at solving problems. Um, 
sometimes you know about somebody right in the first minute you're talking to them. There's some sort of a connection with them. You kind of put in your head, okay, what, you know, is this going to go further or whatnot? Um, and so you asked me some of the questions I might ask them. I may ask them, what happens when you get stumped in the treatment room? What do you do? Um, uh, I often ask them about um, how they, how they think out the box, how, how they solve the problem that was challenging, but they thought outside the box to solve it, those kinds of things. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I love that. And then it sounds like over time is when you really build up those connections and that's kind of how people show their true colors. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Very cool. And then how would you get in touch with them? Well, the personal relationships you meet in the treatment room, at least in the chiropractic world are very different. We're not always forced to just see people over and over every 15 minutes. So we have a little bit more of an exchange. Um, and we're often talking about multiple things in the body, like stress and nutrition and whatnot. So you really get to know your patient. So some of my best referrals for my staff have been through my patients. Um, some of them have even been patients. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Awesome. I love that. Um, yeah, patients can be gold as well. Do you, have you ever done any online marketing or that's, that's worked or is the referral the number one strategy? Um, I'm kind of just diving into the Facebook and the Instagram um, world. Um, it kind of has hit me in the head for a number of years and I've sort of kind of pushed it away and it's in our faces right now. So um, I'm trying to get into that a lot more with doing some collaborative work. Um, we do a lot of referral base, um, and the referral, referral base is probably 50%. And then our website is the, uh, is the second one. And then now, like I said, I'm trying to do some collaborative stuff where Facebook lives and collaboration with personal trainers, where I'm talking about the injuries, they're talking about the exercises, that kind of stuff. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's right now it's the way to go and you cannot avoid it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So, yeah. So how has COVID actually impacted you and, uh, you know, the doctors that you see around the community? Um, so typically this, the heavy demographic places like a downtown city like Boston are hit pretty hard. So my office in Boston, offices in Boston are closed, but my suburban office, um, is still operating, but we're only seeing about, um, 20% of the patients there. So we're down about 80. Um, wow. And some of that is that we can't see as many because we have to do quite a bit of cleaning and washing hands and whatnot. And I don't have any staff there. So, um, but still I'm only open two days. Um, so the downtown areas where there's, you know, lots and lots of people, you know, there's other factors involved, like the, the subway isn't working, the commuter rail isn't working, right? So the people can't get down there. Um, and everyone is homeschooling. So um, there's factors for that, but it seems like in the suburbs, it's not so bad. People can drive, people can leave their families for a little bit to come and park and whatnot. Um, but uh, most of us are going into telehealth. So that was definitely kind of an easy, it's a hard transition for our, for our profession because we're so hands-on. But we had to and were forced to kind of move that way. Um, we haven't seen a lot of numbers with that. And um, it's funny, I'm, a lot of people who are contacting me are old patients who I'm actually mm. not actively seeing all across the country. Oh my gosh, it's great to talk to you. I have this problem since I can't come in and see you. Can we talk on the, on the telehealth um, 
or Zoom? And I said, sure. And so that's an interesting thing, right? It's kind of reaching out to the people we haven't seen and establishing that connection again. Wow. Yeah, that's the, the telehealth thing, but it sounds like it, it's definitely had an impact. Before, just to make sure the doctors get it right, right? So it sounds like referrals were the main source of how you grew it and, and you were really proactively, um, you had a system. Bef before COVID, how did you how did you grow? Was it, it was mainly referrals that you have like an Excel sheet that you tracked everybody on or how does that well, work? No, we have our software program has a referral. So, you know, a place where, how did you hear about us? But um, here's the funny thing. I just asked my patients, I said, Hey, if you know somebody in the same situation as you, please send them my way. And we're always looking for new patients. Just ask, just ask them. <laughs> I love that. And did you have a specific time you asked them for referrals? Um, obviously when they're, they're having success in the office and they're, you know, thanking me, I said, you know what, the greatest thanks is that if you could refer anyone, you know, in a similar situation or any other situation, you know, that I can help them with, I'm happy to see them. You know? That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. You know, cause I, I, uh, you know, I was talking to a lot last guest and I was telling them I was reading a book on referrals and how over 60% of business owners and, and doctors obviously are, are part of that statistic. They get their business through referrals yet 70% fail to ask. So I think that's a huge, huge thing. And it might feel, did it feel uncomfortable at first? Or were you always like, hey, I got an awesome service, you know? Oh, of course. Initially in my, in my younger years, when I had a solo practice just myself, of course, it's like, ooh, I don't know if I want to ask, you know? Um, but you got to do it. And that's really what feeds it. Okay, cool, cool. Um, what do you think, Doctor, so going back to today, you know, with COVID, what do you think doctors need to take note of? And what do you think they're missing out on to handle this coronavirus situation? I think that all doctors, not just chiros and physical therapists, but I think primary cares and neurologists and orthopedics and chiros and massage therapists need to collaborate. I just think that if there's a complaint that a lot of my patients have when they come in is that nobody talks to anybody. And so collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. I mean, I, I talked about collaborating with a personal trainer, but really I would love to co collaborate with the um, prenatal and uh, primary care physicians who maybe have pregnant women who are having issues with sciatic. I mean, I wanna talk to those people, let them know I'm an outlet. Um, I feel like we do better when we work together and I just, it's hard to break the ice sometimes with the medical field, um, I'm always kind of knocking on those doors, trying to get in, and I would love a better um, a welcome. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. And obviously, you know, hopefully you get a better welcome as you're building up your brand right now. Um, how have you traditionally in the past reached out to your fellow referral partners and vendors in the field? Um, I sent a letter, um, an email. Um, when I've been there myself, I've brought my cards. Um, I will sometimes run a seminar and make sure they know what's going on. Um, but smart. That is very <laughs> smart. Yeah. Um, but, um, or I'll, sometimes I'll have patients who are seeing that primary care patient. I've had them say, um, if the parent is in the room with the child and the child has something wrong with their heel, um, they'll say, oh, I'll just bring in Dr. Kelly. And the primary care might say, mm, she can fix this. And then they'll say, yeah, you know, you really should think about her. So sometimes I'll feed my, um, my patients to talk to the primary care through their own patients. That's super smart. 
Yeah. I, I love that. Um, and, and the letters, I've heard that letters work. I, and it sounds like, honestly, it sounds like it all works really to go a little deeper. As long as you apply it, it, it sounds like it all works and, and you just got to do it as, as a doctor out there to build up, you know, yeah. your partners in the field. Do you have numbers on like out of a hundred letters, you know, five will accept and five will tell you that, you know, no. I would say out of 50 letters, I might get two responses. Oh, that's pretty awesome. I love that. Yeah. And are these handwritten letters or? Most of the responses have come through email. The problem is, is sometimes it's hard to get their direct email, but um, it's mostly email. So I stopped doing the kind of the written letters just because it's a little time heavy. Consuming, yeah. yeah. So. Okay. And, and so you'll, find, you'll just browse your local, you know, Google Maps or whatever. And... Yep. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I also, I also seek out practitioners that my patients come to me and say, yeah, I had a good experience here. No, I don't have a good experience, you know? Um, so I kind of sift through those. That's and, awesome. And, yeah. I think that's gold. Cause I just talked to, for me on my agency side, right. I talked to another agency vendor and he also serves services, my clients. So now we're talking together about how to grow together, you know, yeah. we're complementary partners. And, and I, I like that mindset as well. So, so for doctors watching out there, what are the next steps you think they should take um, to actually, you know, grow their practice or like, what's one thing you, you think they should keep account of right now during Corona? So during Corona, since we're seeing, you know, lower numbers, I'm trying to make every interaction with that patient count. Like mm-hmm. I am putting all in on those few that I see in the hopes that when we're back and running, they remember that care and then they're gonna bring. So that's the first thing, right? I mean, it's not just, oh, I'm only seeing, you know, six patients, I'm just gonna whiz through these. No, it's like, let's maximize the time with those folks, get everything we can out of them, ask them if they know of anyone who may, you know, you've seen how safe it is here. You know, if you know of anyone, I'm still here. Let's keep those people out of the ER. Let's keep those people out of the um, hospitals for the COVID patients. That'd be the first thing right now. And then I would say, you got to bump up your social media game. (laughs) I love that. You just got to dive in. Yeah. Do you have any channels you like on social media? Um, So channels. Like, Mm -hmm. like, do you like Twitter? Do you like Facebook, Instagram? Instagram, What's your go-to platform? Instagram is where I'm kind of spending quite a bit of time. Um, You know, I think the demographic for Facebook is a little older, but um, we use that too. So those are the two that we use. We don't use a lot of Twitter, um, but Instagram and Facebook, I would say are the most. And then, yeah, those two. I love that. And what's your, like, do you use any tactics or strategy or do you just post every day? So I know people like pictures a lot, but not only like pictures, they like pictures of us for whatever reason. (laughs) Um, So one of the things we're doing right now trying to do is um, we're trying to do the top five exercises uh, and postural relief positions for sitting at your home office. So Dr. Kelly's top number one exercise for making sure your hip flexors aren't tight are these. This will, you know, help you with low back pain. You know, Dr. DeSalvo is her favorite, that kind of stuff. So making it personal, but also effective and efficient. That's awesome. I like that. The picture, I was like, that made me think like, oh, I need to take a picture out there. So, and just dive into social. I think, I think that those are some great tips, especially for anybody out there who hasn't tried it yet. Just Mm -hmm. you'll, after you dive in, right. Then you'll just learn how to 
just yeah. wanted to keep going with the, the theme there. So thank you so much, Dr. Kelly, for, for the interview. Where can people find you? I am at www.activerecoveryboston.com. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Downtown Boston and the suburb of Boston. And uh, yeah. Thanks Thank for you so much. Time. Thanks. Keep awesome. Going. Keep connecting us. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I really care about you guys. And that's another episode of Vital Doc Talk. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Thank you.